It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Doom and Gloom. Our scripture reference today is Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 through 14. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Then I was given a measuring rod like a staff, and I was told, come and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship there. But do not measure the court outside the temple. Leave that out. For it is given over to the nations, and they will trample over the holy city for forty-two months. And I will grant my two witnesses authority to prophesy for one thousand two hundred sixty days, wearing sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire pours from their mouth and consumes their foes. Anyone who wants to harm them must be killed in this manner. They have authority to shut the sky so that no rain may fall during the days of their prophesying. And they have authority over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they desire. When they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the bottomless pit will make war on them and conquer them and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city that is prophetically called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, members of the peoples and tribes and languages and nations will gaze at their dead bodies and refuse to let them be placed in a tomb. And the inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and celebrate and exchange presents because these two prophets had been a torment to the inhabitants of the earth. But after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and those who saw them were terrified. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud, while their enemies watched them. At that moment there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. Seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed. The third woe is coming very soon. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. If you keep up with the lectionary, the Christian calendar gets pretty weird right about now. Turkey visions and Christmas decorating enrapture the hearts of many people. At the same time, the church turns to the end of the world. On the first Sunday of Advent, you may hear the prophet Jeremiah say, The days are surely coming. Jesus will warn you to be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place. Not too long ago, I learned the Swedish church doesn't identify the last Sunday of the Christian year as we do. We call it Christ the King Sunday, 
They call it Doom Sunday. It seems strange, doesn't it? Why are we so doom and gloom when everyone else is holly and jolly? It's not that we're fixated on the end of the world. We just see it differently. The end of the world is no real end. It is the beginning of the new God always promised us. Of course, if we talk about the end of the world, revelation normally comes up. And if you want to talk about strange visions, this book doesn't disappoint. In today's reading, we have one of the most mystifying visions in the Bible. It involves the two witnesses. As you might imagine, there are different interpretations of this passage. Several questions guide which you take. For example, what temple is John to measure? Who gave him the rod to measure with? The big question is, who are the two witnesses mentioned? Moses, Elijah, and Enoch are common suggestions. Some say the two are illustrative of the Old and New Testaments. Others question if they are symbolic of the church. Now, who are they? Who knows? Whoever they are, they have authority and power. And it seems their presence is in response to the trampling of the holy city. They are to prophesy. The encouragement I take away today comes from the beginning of the chapter. John is to measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship there. Is this some kind of safe space for those who seek to worship God? If so, they must know the turmoil outside that space. Their world is falling apart around them, and still they worship. And God's word still speaks truth to the world through the two witnesses. God's power is not overcome. I'm writing this on a Sunday evening. It's our day of rest and worship. Many may have skipped going to church today for a number of reasons. Others may have gone to hear a good sermon or because that's just what you do on Sunday mornings. How I pray for a revival. If it is to come for us, it will begin in our worship and devotion to prayer. In so many ways, the world around us is hurting and seemingly falling apart. Many of us feel like we're the ones being trampled upon. If so, keep your worship a priority. God has given us a place and a time to worship and a people to worship with. There may be so much we can't and won't understand, and circumstances around us may be dire. But we don't run from the doom and gloom. Instead, we face it with the joy, strength, and power of God. As the prophet Isaiah said, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find another note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. 
The easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.